being able to um, like share my story with people and, and inspire and motivate them mm-hmm. and the members who are coming into our gym and being able to share with me and open up with me as to why they're there. Cause once again, everyone has different goals mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Like I think CrossFit is just a great exercise program in general, like to get mm-hmm. fit and healthy, but it's so life-changing too. There's such a deeper underlying level to CrossFit that you don't experience in a lot of other, um, you know, fitness mm-hmm. uh, regimes or regimens. And it's just that that community, that encouragement, being able to progress and do things the way you want. Like I just had a member the other day going, you know, he, he's trying to get a pull up and he's like, Oh, one day. And I was like, I used to say that too. I used to say that too. I used to say one day I'm going to be able to do it. I mean, guess what? Now I can. So just keep doing it. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Boucher, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. This episode is one of a series of Pursuing Health stories. Here, I feature the inspiring stories of regular, everyday people who've used lifestyle to overcome some incredible health challenges. In this week's episode, Haley Marone shares her story. She experienced sexual abuse as a child, which led her down a path of depression, drug and alcohol use, and significant back pain from being overweight. She knew she wanted to be healthier for her kids, and luckily, Haley's friends and family didn't give up on her, and she didn't give up on herself. Taking one small step after another, Haley eventually transformed her own health and is now passionate about using her experience to help others. Today, she's a certified yoga teacher, a CrossFit Level 1 trainer and affiliate owner, and she's completed her Precision Nutrition Level 1. I was incredibly inspired by Haley's story and the way she changed her own trajectory and how she has such a huge heart for empowering others to do the same. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Before we dive into the episode, I do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. I recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. Well, welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm really excited to be here with Haley Marone and excited to dig into your story, your life story and your story with CrossFit, which um, is really, really incredible. So thank you for taking the time and being willing to share your story with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, why don't we just start um, at the beginning? I know that, I mean, you have overcome a lot of of, um, challenges and obstacles that you had early in life, um, Mm -hmm. and had some trauma in your childhood. And so why don't you just start by sharing some of, some of those things, and then we'll get into sort of what that led to and then how you found CrossFit and how you overcame them. Okay, perfect. Um, I do have a, like, it's hard for me to kind of talk about my childhood because I have a lot of very happy memories. Um, and then I have a lot of traumatic memories that Mm -hmm. stem around sexual abuse. Um, some of my earliest memories up until about the age of 10 years old. And I was sexually abused by a family member, uh, my, one of my mm-hmm. grandfathers. So um, there was, a, there was like a family connection, a lot of trust. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of trauma that kind of came with that. Um, hiding secrets. I, I always say I became the best uh, secret keeper and shover downer because I was mm-hmm. taught from a very early age to keep secrets and things mm-hmm. like that. 
Um, so it's hard for me to talk about that obviously, but it's very important for me to share it as well, because Mm -hmm. it's important to know that there is a lot of uh, mental health that, you know, obviously comes with any traumatic experience. Um, but especially in a young developing child, um, you know, just kind of unsure of the world and being led by adults that are trusting them. And then obviously being, you know, hurt and abused or in any way, Mm -hmm. shape or form, um, from those adults. So it's, it's very confusing. It's a very confusing, uh, time to talk about, Mm -hmm. um, but also very important. So I do, um, you know, cause obviously that childhood trauma kind of stems into different ways for me mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know, for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of that led to self-esteem issues. Um, and then I would kind of manifest that, sh- that trauma or that reaching out in different ways. So there was a lot of growing into my teen years and so forth. Then a lot of drug use, um, just a lot of basically anything that I could kind of um, hold on to to numb the experiences of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Well, thank you for being willing to share that. I know it's, I'm sure, not easy to talk about. And I, um, I appreciate you. You know, it sounds like you have so much insight into now, you know, years later into the impact that it had on you and the way they were able to talk about it. So I appreciate you being able to to share that with us. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you and that you, um, have had to go through everything that you have. Um, can you talk about how, you know, obviously I I can't imagine trying to make sense of all that as a child, but how, what are some of the ways you said, maybe you got into drugs when you were a teenager, but some of the ways that you try to cope or things that, that, that then led to, um, in your life as a, as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, there is a good, I don't know how to explain it. Good, maybe um, positive aspect to um, the situation. My mom saw signs in me. Um, She reached out. She confronted me. She pulled me out of the situation immediately and got me into therapy. Mm. So from almost immediately, I knew. And even before then, I knew it was wrong and I knew it Mm -hmm. wasn't my fault. But Mm -hmm. there's still shame that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. So I was pulled out. I was put into group therapy. And um, I actually think at the time it, it was everyone felt like it was the right thing to do to put a bunch of girls who kind of had their own experiences mm-hmm. um, together so they didn't feel so alone. But okay. on the flip side, there was this part of it that um, I would hear worse things Mm -hmm. and almost think to myself, well, at least it didn't that it wasn't that bad. I didn't Mm -hmm. have it that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, which looking back on it was kind of, uh, it was hard for me to understand because I was validated 100% in the trauma that I had experienced. And, um, so I don't know if maybe that's why I just didn't kind of know how to handle those feelings. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, because it was almost like, oh, wow, I've heard these worst stories. I don't have it that bad. I don't think that I got the help I needed for as long as I needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were other things that kind of happened along the way. I was very active as a child. I loved to dance. I loved gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And then as this kind of all came to light, I lost the passion for that. Okay. Um, so I just stopped. I stopped everything. I, I became very depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of like I had 
to go talk to the police. I had, you know, it was just reliving the experiences over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just felt very outcasted and very alone. So I didn't have many friends in school at this point. And this was probably heading into like junior high and high Mm -hmm. school. So already a really challenging time in any child's development. Yeah. Um, and I just felt very alone. Um, so when I, I became like a teenager and I started hanging out with the wrong crowd, um, in ninth grade, like my best friend got pregnant and it was just mm-hmm. all of the bad things that were available were like just handed to me on a mm-hmm. platter basically. So mm-hmm. I started smoking cigarettes at a very young age. Um, you know, I was sexually active at a young age, um, just experimenting, you know, anything at the time it was fun. It was, I was living my best life and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but looking back on it now, um, I grieve for that, the, the little girl almost that I could have been, Mm -hmm. um, if I had had a solid foundation kind of watching myself grow. So there was a lot of bumps and valleys. It's definitely things that I can look back on now as an adult and be grateful for those uh, experiences because Mm -hmm. obviously I'm grown into the person I am today, um, but it has given me a lot of compassion and understanding for other people and their experiences as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, high school was extremely difficult. Um, I had some friends here and there, um, good friends too, that kind Mm -hmm. of always pulled me out of my dark places and, and active friends too, because I always wanted to be active. I, mm-hmm. I had friends who skateboarded. I always wanted to skateboard. Uh, one of my best friends was on the soccer team. So I would be like, all right, take me running with you today. I'm going to go running yeah. with you. Like always trying to get me active. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was just still a lot of secrets that I was hiding. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knew me and what mm-hmm. I had experienced as a, as a girl. So, mm-hmm. um, it was always just not getting too close to people. And then, you know, that also manifested in other ways. Like I had definitely uh, eating uh, disordered eating mm-hmm. problems, binging and starving and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was just basically the whole combination um, thrown together throughout my teenage years. Wow. Wow. And I, I know you um, have said that you did struggle a lot with depression during that time and even contemplated suicide as a kid. And there was something that happened that made you sort of stop and think, okay, this is not the path that I want to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my senior year of high school, I lost a friend to suicide. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of seeing that experience, watching all of us just kind of being like, what happened when we've have seen him like that day before we all had plans to go out that weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, that was kind of like a reality. Um, and just watching, I remember watching his little brother give a speech at his viewing and just not, not understanding exactly what was going on Mm -hmm. and thinking about my little brother and what Mm. he would. And so that is always, I always say my saving grace is my ability to reach out and think about how other people would feel in a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Amazing. And that was, that was kind of that reality. And it never that I never struggled with um, those thoughts again, but mm-hmm. it was always kind of that reality that brought me back that you're leaving other people behind that do love and care about you. Even mm-hmm. if you might not feel, even if you feel alone at times in the world, there's always mm-hmm. somebody out there who mm-hmm. loves you and wants you to be there. 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you did have great people in your life who really love and care about you. Um, what, so, you know, just as you're telling the story, I feel like it could be easy for someone to continue down that path after high school and as an adult, but obviously you didn't. Um, can you talk about maybe some things that happened or, or reasons why you think you were able to change your trajectory? Um, there was, I think, you know, I, I met my husband when we were Mm -hmm. very young, we were teenagers. He was 16, I was 17. Um, and trust me, we've been through it all together, ups and downs, ups and (laughs) rights. And I don't know if it sounds cheesy to say this, but there is just that connection that, that we always kind of, um, maybe in a way were those two lost souls that just kind of found each other, but we Mm -hmm. had a way of always being there for one another. So when I was at my lowest and my lows, he was always there for me. And Mm -hmm. then I could, you know, kind of repay that for him. And it always just kind of worked out for us. So he's definitely one person in my life who has always kind of been there for me when I needed him and shown me strength. And Mm -hmm. um, so he's always been my shoulder to lean on and, you know, other people who are very important in my family. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was, we were young, we were together for five years and I got pregnant with our, Mm -hmm. now our oldest. And Mm -hmm. so that understanding is I had this opportunity now to give this child, this life that I didn't get to have. I Mm -hmm. got to now build a foundation for him that is going to set him up for success in life that maybe I never had for myself. So Mm -hmm. it was just this opportunity. We never wanted children. It was just one of those things that you have to kind of stop and think about that. It was just meant to happen, whether it was God or the universe or a miracle Mm -hmm. or whatever it was, but it was put in, in our life at that very moment to just kind of get us right back on, on a good path. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of where it started. It was this understanding. All right, if we're going to do this, we have to really get our act together now. Yeah. Um, So, and uh, from there, it was just kind of like taking steps and and building. So a couple of years later, we were still struggling. I was working as a tattoo artist and my husband Mm -hmm. was doing lawn care and it was um, like, well, what do we do now? And that's when he decided to join the military just to kind of have a good uh, foundation for our mm-hmm. family to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just wow. like one opportunity kind of after another. Yeah. That's so beautiful that, you know, having a child was, was sort of maybe not what you had planned for, but what you needed for both mm-hmm. of you to sort of grow into being your best selves so that you could yeah. be there for, for your child. That's really beautiful. Um, And at some point you started really trying to work on getting healthier yourself and focusing on um, eating better and trying to lose weight. Can you talk about that process? Yeah, I think, like I said, health has always kind of been in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved to be active when I was younger and I would always read like shape magazine and everything. And so I tried everything under the sun, every (laughs) diet, every exercise regimen, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, I tried it. Um, and then I did have a lot of back injuries, um, growing up. I was in a bunch of car accidents Mm. and I do joke that I was only driving in one of them, Okay, (laughs) but, um, you know, and just being overweight, Mm -hmm. um, I always just had a really bad back. So it was when my 
I was pregnant with my oldest and I was having extreme back pain, sciatica, nerve pain, and Mm -hmm. my toes were actually going numb. So I was getting really Mm -hmm. worried. I'm upset. Mm -hmm. And I was going to the doctors relentlessly. And it was always, well, you need to lose weight, which I understood. And I knew Mm -hmm. that, but it was just kind of a blanket statement all of the time. Right. Like, so how do I do that? What do I do? Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just wasn't getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I have this habit of like, if I don't understand anything, I just go back to school for it. And so (laughs) just learn everything you can about it. Yeah. I'll read something. And, and I do, I I always tell everyone to advocate, advocate for themselves, educate themselves. It's extremely Mm -hmm. important. Um, And so I decided to go back to school and I didn't know what I wanted to go for. I never thought I was going to go back to college after high Mm -hmm. school. And um, so I just kind of jumped on board with some of the things that they were offering through the military Mm -hmm. for spouses. And I decided to go back to school for complementary and alternative medicine. I was always interested in yoga and things Mm -hmm. like that. So I just thought, okay, this will be a good place to kind of start taking it more of it, like a holistic approach, mm-hmm. just because of some of the things that I was hearing and the, the fad diets and mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, and that's when I kind of started to get a lot more into learning about yoga and just more uh, holistic approaches to health, working more with nutrition and why nutrition was so important. Because at that point I was eating probably fast food a couple nights a week. Mm-hmm. And I knew it wasn't good for me, but I didn't understand quality of food. I didn't understand macros. I didn't understand any of that. It was basically sure. if you cut calories, you lose weight. That's what we're right. just always told. That's the message you get. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I started experimenting with different things. We started eating a little bit better, um, trying to make just better choices. And we started feeling a little bit better. So it was just kind of small changes and understanding why it's important to um, look at your health and in a more of a preventative way, like preventing mm-hmm. disease as opposed to like then having disease and having to cure it. Because mm-hmm. I also have asthma. And so that was another thing that was really hard. Yeah. Like I wanted to go out and run, but it was really challenging for me to breathe. Even walking up steps was challenging. Mm-hmm. So um, it was thinking about, okay, well, how do we stop our health from declining? Cause at this point I had just had my second child and I remember being really upset because the, my doctors wouldn't even allow me to try natural. I had a C-section with my first okay. son. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even allow me to try uh, natural for my second. And it had been uh-huh. five years. And a lot of that kept coming down to my weight. And most mm. likely I wasn't going to have natural anyways, because of the complications from my first one. And yeah. that was just kind of heartbreaking for yeah. me, I guess, yeah. in a way. Um, so it was just at that point, I wasn't sure if we were going to have more children. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to get in the best health that I can, if I decide to have more children, just to kind mm-hmm. of see how that pregnancy was compared to my other two. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot going on at that time. Like I said, my youngest, I had just had him. He was an infant. Mm-hmm. I had I'd had him by myself because my husband was deployed for his first time. Oh, wow. So I was also serving as the FRG, the family readiness group leader, the volunteer okay. position for the military, for my husband's company <laughs> and living on my own away from my family for the first time in my entire life. 
That's a lot. And, and going a, to college. And going to college. Oh my gosh. And, and, two kids my, and son, my oldest son. Yeah. My oldest son was in the process of being diagnosed with autism at the time. Oh my so goodness. talk about, I always joke with everything, everyone. If I survived the first couple of years as being a military wife, I can survive anything. Because anything. I it literally took like everything it. on my plate at once. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like um, you, just that alone would have been a lot, but you added, yeah. added more to it. Yeah. So unfortunately, because of that, I was learning and educating, I was educating myself, but I, I was still gaining weight. I, I just, I was stressed. I wasn't taking the time to put those self-care practices into place that I was learning about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so it wasn't until a couple of years later when we actually moved to Germany, my husband got orders and we were living there and, uh, he, it was on his second deployment and a couple of the spouses, wanted to try the CrossFit gym mm-hmm. in town. And I had known about CrossFit because my husband had done it for years before okay. and he had tried to get me, but yeah, he was a fit military man who was working out <laughs> two hours a day. I was like, yeah. you're right. And I yeah. was someone who like, maybe I went for a mile walk once a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was your health like at that time? Like, and also when, how, what was the process? Did you end up quitting smoking or how did you end okay. up like some of the other habits that you were into, what, how did those end up falling away? Okay. So when we moved to Germany, um, I was still a smoker. I was probably smoking about a pack a day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, I was going to like, I would go to the gym on post maybe a couple of times a week, maybe do the elliptical. And mm-hmm. I had a neighbor who I would run with occasionally. So I was trying really hard, but, I was at my heaviest at that point, which I always guess is around 250 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I actually caved in and tried CrossFit was because I was going to a physical therapist off post for my back, okay. a German physical therapist who recommended the CrossFit gym. That's amazing. You don't yeah, hear so that very often. That's not great. very often at all. So that was the first time I was like, well, and I had even was talking with her about my husband. I was mm-hmm. like, he's in extremely good shape. He rucks yeah. like 15 miles with like <laughs> 45 pounds on his back. Like there's no way I'm going to be able to do what he does. And she's yeah. like, just go and check it out. Uh-huh. And then some of the other spouses like kind of dragged me with, wow. um, yeah. when, yeah, when our husband's deployed. So So what was that first CrossFit experience like for you? Um, It was, we did, it was, I loved it right away. I (laughs) loved, uh, Susie was my coach. She had us doing like some planks and stuff and just Uh like basic things, gave us a kettlebell, had us doing some kettlebell deadlifts, Mm -hmm. just kind of showing us some basic movements, um, explaining some of the other things that we were, that we would be doing. And Mm -hmm. I'd be like, well, I can't do that. Like a box jump and well, okay. And she showed me like a bumper plate, like that mm-hmm. big. And she's like, well, you can step or jump onto this. So she modified everything down mm-hmm. to the basic level, because at that point, like I said, I was about 250 pounds and, mm-hmm. um, I, my back, I just was so scared to try anything. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was very much that first session was just an introduction session. And I was scheduled to go back to the States to visit my family for two weeks or okay. almost three weeks after that. So I was like, all right, well, I'll go to the introduction session and then I'll go on vacation. Yeah. I got back to the States and I went to the track every single day and I did like <laughs> step ups onto the benches and push ups uh, to the bench. Like, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to see how in shape I can get. 
Uh Um, and I was going to try a CrossFit gym in the States, but I was just so nervous at that point. It took Mm -hmm. everything in my power just to go to the first one I went to. And I had already been like, all right, I like them. I'm going to go back there. Right. Um, And I'm glad I did because it was just the perfect place for me to, um, experience CrossFit for the first time. It was like the, one of the first things that the coach said to me was, he's like, you need to leave your ego at the door. And I was like, what (laughs) ego? I don't have an ego. He goes, oh no, I see you. You have an ego. (laughs) (laughs) He called you out. (laughs) I was strong. And I I liked that. I was strong. I could, you know, lift heavier weights and, Uh um, any of the strong days were my favorites. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I just, I loved it so much that, yeah, every day I went to the track and then the weekend we got back to the Mm -hmm. States. I had to go to class by myself because my friends were off vacationing okay. in Paris and <laughs> it was my first workout was panic breathing. Oh, it wow. was a partner workout and one partner held the kettlebells in the front rack position. Okay. And another partner mm-hmm. rode. You started out with 500 meters and you switched and then okay. did 400 switched 300 all the way down to 100. And I was terrified because I yeah. you know, had this poor <laughs> partner who had to, she kept having to put the kettlebells down because I kept having to break, uh-huh. just having everyone cheer me on. And yeah. I still have a picture from that first workout. And it's one of my favorite pictures to this day. That's so amazing. that just, I just loved it from the beginning. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed being able to modify things appropriately and still get a really good workout in feel like I accomplished something. Mm -hmm. Um, but I loved the opportunity and the ability to grow and, Mm -hmm. and the new challenges and to, even to this day, still having that opportunity to still reach new challenges. Yeah. That's amazing. What are some of the things that you did maybe in that first period of CrossFit that you really surprised yourself on that you thought maybe you'd never be able to do? Um, pretty much everything. Um, well, like I said, I was very athletic when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So back bends, gymnastics, I would spend hours okay. in my backyard walk doing front walkovers. Yeah. I could do splits and I was always very flexible. So, mm-hmm. um, that was one of my first goals was to be able to do a split again and be mm-hmm. able to do a handstand and a back bend. Okay. And then I would say the first year and a half, I was able to do all three of those again. Wow. Um, yoga did help because mm-hmm. I, like I had some interest in yoga. And then when I met my coach, um, he actually encouraged me to try yoga because of my back, I was still having mm-hmm. a lot of back injury, uh, mm-hmm. back pain. And so he said, well, try yoga to help kind of with the back pain. And so I would start out just doing it in my home. Mm-hmm. And I quickly fell in love with every aspect of yoga, um, mm-hmm. just the mindfulness, the body awareness. I think that's kind of why I'm, I am a strickler on form through and through to this day, Mm -hmm. even with my members, they don't get away with much with me. And that is mostly because of yoga and body awareness. And I Mm -hmm. feel like because of that, I can kind of explain to them what exactly they're supposed to be feeling Mm -hmm. as opposed to what they're just looking or supposed Mm -hmm. to look like in the the movement. Um, and just, yeah, mindfulness that, that the meditation, the just, being able to kind of just sit with myself and process thoughts mm-hmm. was amazing. And at the other end of that was also very difficult and challenging because that is where a lot of my trauma that I shoved down for mm-hmm. so, so long started mm-hmm. coming back up. 
Mm-hmm. Because when I started CrossFit, a lot of it was to lose the weight. I'm going to mm-hmm. lose this weight finally. But like, mm-hmm. I never realized that there were so many reasons to why I was so heavy in the first place. Mm-hmm. All of my bad habits were mm-hmm. a reflection of my childhood trauma that I never processed and I never dealt with mm-hmm. growing up. So that was when we moved back to the States and I was progressing, I was losing weight, Mm -hmm. but I was still struggling so much. I was still struggling with disordered eating. I was doing, Mm -hmm. it was pretty bad with like the, um, starve, starve binge, um, Mm -hmm. and not starving myself completely better eating habits had progressed. Like I was eat making better choices and I was making sure I was fueling myself better for my workouts. And I was looking at it more that um, food is important to just stay healthy and fueled. Mm-hmm. But my habits were like, I would not eat any chocolate for three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And then I'd bring home like a 12 pack of cupcakes and I would eat it all right away. Right. And yeah. then I would be really embarrassed and mm-hmm. I'd be really upset at myself. So that was the process that I knew, okay, there's another reason why I'm doing this. Yeah. And so that's when I decided that I was going to go back to therapy when we moved back okay. to the States. Wow. Um, and I wasn't consistent with it either, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's all a process. Yeah. Well, that's so, it's so amazing that you had that insight to, to really listen to, okay, what is really the underlying like driver of some of these behaviors? Because mm-hmm. I think even, you know, even finding CrossFit and finding the community and, and the movement and the exercise that you love and being able to start losing the weight um, is amazing. But I'm sure as you experience until you start to really get down to the deeper issues, it's probably not going to be something that's sustainable or that's going to really have that impact on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's amazing. Um, and you took yoga so far that you even ended up becoming a yoga teacher, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I, loved it. So I started, I went back to yoga teacher training school. I started in Germany and I finished Mm -hmm. when we got here to San Antonio. And, um, I was just lucky enough to just the, the studio I finished my teacher training at, she asked me if I was interested in teaching and I was like, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I just kind of fell into that, um, group and I love teaching yoga so much and it's a big balance for me. Um, but I love taking yoga even more. So I always make sure I teach. I only teach yoga once a week now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I always make sure I take yoga at least once a week as Mm -hmm. well. Um, because I think it's important to be led and it's such a mindfulness practice that when you're just teaching it all the time, you lose that part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's true for anything, even, you know, I think when people start to become CrossFit trainers and train more, sometimes Mm -hmm. that they end up not working out as much themselves too. And so it's a, it's something I think for no matter what it is that you're doing or you're teaching to make sure that you're doing it as well. Yeah. Um, and then you and your husband ended up actually opening a CrossFit affiliate. How did you guys decide to do that? Yeah. When we moved to San Antonio, it was for only nine months. Originally we, the military moved us here. He was in the paramedic course and then he ended up getting orders here. So we just ended up staying. And then when we bought our house, we moved to a part of town that didn't have a like a good option of CrossFit gyms mm-hmm. that we kind of vibed with because at that time I was still, I wasn't super competitive. So mm-hmm. there is a very competitive aspect of 
CrossFit. And I do think it's important to find the right gym and community for you. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, I remember they would always have everyone shout out their times at the Mm -hmm. end and I would always be last. And it would just get to the (laughs) point where I'd just be like a last and everyone would (laughs) laugh and I'd laugh and it'd be fun. But, um, so we, we were training in our garage for a while and, um, you know, my husband's just like, and once again, like I said, when I don't quite understand something, I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm just going to educate myself on it. Go so all I was in. like, you know what? Cause we have a joke that he's only allowed to give me one correction per training session. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get my level one. Cause he had already gotten his when we were okay. living in Germany. Okay. Um, and I did where I went and then, yeah, we've started kind of the process of looking into the area we were living in and there were mm-hmm. no CrossFit gyms within like the Converse area. So we were like, all right, let's do it. We're just going to do it. We've never done anything traditionally the way before. And it was getting to a point where for our family, we wanted him out of the military. We wanted him home more. We didn't Mm -hmm. want any more deployments or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. because that does take a toll too on family and mental health and everything. So um, yeah, we decided three years ago, well, going on four years in October, this past October was three years. Um, that, yeah, we were just going to go, go and, you know, see what happens. And so far it's been really successful. So that's incredible. What has been the most rewarding part for you about owning the gym? Obviously paying it forward. I Mm -hmm. say that all the time, you know, when I was younger, I, I was always a lost soul. I never really knew what I wanted to do with my life or like as, you know, career wise. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think finally having something, but I, I think I always wanted to, I knew I wanted to work with people in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I loved most about tattooing was people coming in and sharing their stories yes. with you of why they're getting that tattoo. Yes. So being able to um, like share my story with people and, and inspire and motivate them mm-hmm. and the members who are coming into our gym and being able to share with me and open up with me as to why they're there. Cause once again, everyone has different goals Mm -hmm. and it's awesome. Like I think CrossFit is just a great exercise program in general, like to get Mm -hmm. fit and healthy, but it's so life-changing too. There's such a deeper underlying level to CrossFit that you don't experience in a lot of other, um, you know, fitness Mm -hmm. uh, regimes or regimens. And it's just that that community, that encouragement, being able to progress and do things the way you want. Like I just had a member the other day going, you know, he, he's trying to get a pull up and he's like, Oh, one day. And I was like, I used to say that too. I used to say that too. I used to say one day I'm going to be able to do it. I mean, guess what? Now I can. So just keep doing it. Yeah. And just being able to like encourage and motivate people like that. It's awesome. And watching them progress then Mm -hmm. and finally reach goals and not even maybe reach the goals that they originally came in with. It's mm-hmm. then learning what's going to work for them and their lifestyle and giving them a more sustainable way to get fit and healthy. And that's a huge message for me because I have tried everything. You know, I starved mm-hmm. myself forever. I I went running one time with my oldest. He was three at the time. And I was so like hungry. I passed out running. Wow because I just wasn't feeling myself. I was Mm -hmm. drinking meal replacement meals for Mm -hmm. two meals out of my day and then eating a small dinner thinking Mm -hmm. that was the fastest way to lose weight. 
And while it might be, it's not healthy, it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And then I gained the weight back. Mm -hmm. So this is the first thing I've ever done. You know, it's been seven years Mm -hmm. now since I've started. But I always tell people that time passes no matter what. And that's one thing I remember hearing when I first started. Time passes no matter what. So where Mm -hmm. are you going to be in seven years Mm -hmm. if you don't do anything? Thinking back, I I could be where I was now if I never did anything. And that's just so sad. And, you know, because just the the growth, the... Mm -hmm just the courage to be able Mm -hmm. to do things um, that I never thought I'd be able to do. Even going to get my level one was terrifying. Yeah. Um, And just being able to overcome that fear and do it. Um, And now I'm going for my level two in April. So that's exciting. I know (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. Give us a comparison to like who you were seven years ago versus who you are now and, and, and the difference there, because I think what you just said is so powerful. I think it's so easy for people just to get, stuck in sort of their same patterns and their same life and thinking that it's, it's not going to change or, Oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. But obviously you intentionally made some decisions that now put you on this path to where you are. You said the healthiest and the best shape you've ever been at age 38, which is incredible. 38. Yeah. Um, I think who I was, was this person who always wanted to be somebody better, not somebody Mm. different. Mm -hmm. And I say that a lot because there's always been a part of, I've always loved who I was deep down on the inside. I knew Mm -hmm. I was a good person and I had a lot of love to give. Mm -hmm. I loved my family very much. I was a good person and I never believed that my weight made me any less of a person, Mm -hmm. but it was almost like I was this hiding. I was hiding down there. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was very few people who got to see me And this kind of process of growing out of, um, you know, that shell and Mm -hmm. like sharing, being more vulnerable, because that was another thing I was never good at. I Mm -hmm. was taught to keep secrets. And then I always had these shameful secrets that I didn't want anyone to know Mm -hmm. because I thought they would think differently of me. So it turned from a, I think, person who was hiding and so worried about what everyone else would think about them into growing into this person who it's like, love me for me. If you don't, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's somebody out there for you, but I just know I have so much to give. And I know it's so important for people to hear my message because if Mm -hmm. you can inspire one person to go from that lost person who's just hiding from the world Mm -hmm. into a person who is going to give so much to their community. um, That changes so many lives. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Like just Mm -hmm. being a better person for your family is going to help them grow into better people. Um, And I just always love to say like grow through what you go through and think of it as a journey and it's never going to be up and down. Like I went to therapy and I didn't like the therapist I was going to. So I didn't go back for a while. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, no, I need to go back now. And and it's okay to go up and down. Mm -hmm. And I also say, it's okay to have those bad days. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to have those bad days. It's now, how do you come out of those bad days? You have your toolbox and you Mm -hmm. use your tools every day. And it's just finding what tools work best for you. Um, and for me, it's like yoga, it's, it's meditation and it's mm-hmm. CrossFit. It's choosing 
eating better foods that are gonna make me feel better. Cause we know, we know how our bodies feel after yeah. we all get indigestion where we're not eating the best food. Right. Like there's no <laughs> lying. We know what feels better. Um, and it's okay. You know, like I said, it's okay to eat those foods sometimes and enjoy it, but just find what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the same aspect that it's not healthy to eat fast food seven days a week, it's also not mentally healthy, maybe to like refrain from your absolute favorite foods for months mm-hmm. and months at a time, mm-hmm. unless that's in your, your goal. So mm-hmm. you, Absolutely. I think as a CrossFit game, uh, ex, uh, old ex CrossFit <laughs> games, athlete, yeah. I think you can kind of understand and 100%. the there's different seasons in your life. And so I always tell people, if you're not getting paid to do CrossFit, please <laughs> eat a chocolate piece of cake on the weekend if you want it. Um, yes, I can definitely. So much better for your mental health. So. Can definitely relate, right? There's a time for it. If it's, yeah. if it's part of your goals, like you said, yes. if that's your job and your training, you know, and that's your goal, but, but for most people, we're doing yeah. CrossFit so we can be better at life and enjoy life. And so right. we want to make sure we are enjoying life. If yeah. it's having a piece of cake at our kid's birthday party or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, And also reaching out for help is so extremely important because there are times that you need it. There are times where I'm like, like I said, I could not figure out for the life of me why I knew what I was supposed to be eating. I knew the things I was supposed to be putting in my body. Mm -hmm. And yet I would still have this unhealthy pattern of just Mm -hmm. like, just binging on it. I knew there was an underlying issue that I couldn't, I couldn't unpack that by myself. And I just needed somebody to help me unpack it. And that's Mm -hmm. completely fine as well. Being able to reach out is one of the best things that I've done for myself. So that's amazing. I can definitely relate to that too. I think, you know, for the longest time, I always tried to handle things by myself and like, I got this, I just have to try harder, do something, but it's incredible. The just, just by sometimes reaching out or asking for help, even in small ways, how that can really accelerate your whole process of growth versus you trying to go through it on your own. Yeah. That's huge. Well, I'm so inspired by your story and the way that you are using all of your experience to help other people and your family and your community and, and for sharing it here too. Um, And I always, it always just is so incredible and powerful to me when I hear people say that CrossFit saved my life. And I know you've said that, Um, and it just, it just gives me, um, like, it's just so incredible what, what CrossFit has the power to do. Like Mm -hmm. you said, it's not like a lot, like any other fitness regimen, but there's something about it in the community and the ways it brings people together and the ways that it helps people gain confidence and overcome challenge. Um, it's just incredible. So to see that in your life and then to see the ways that you are paying it forward to help other people is, it's amazing. Thank you. Um, and I just have to say I'm inspired by you too. Absolutely. And the, the that you use your platform to just share so many inspiring stories is amazing. And I just have to thank you for that. Especially your last few posts on Instagram have been very inspiring for me. So I, I just want to thank you for sharing and being vulnerable too. That's amazing. Oh, well, and it definitely yeah. helps all of us other people out there do the same. Totally. Yeah. There's so much, like you said earlier so much power in being vulnerable because, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, the more you keep things to the, to yourself, you feel like you're going through it alone, but everybody's going through something. And if you yes. can, if we can kind of help each other and be there for each other in whatever way we need to, um, it just, it just makes it easier. So, so thank you. 
Um, I want to ask the three questions that I normally wrap up with at the end of every podcast. So the first one is what are the three things that you do now that have the biggest positive impact on your health? The three things I do now, um, meditation, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I will wrap yoga into that because I do encourage people to understand that meditation isn't always just sitting in a cross-legged position, just thinking to yourself, (laughs) you can meditate in a variety of different ways, even going for a walk in Mm -hmm. the woods, Mm -hmm. just kind of being with your thoughts definitely um, clearing your mind, finding stillness is, is very important. Um, CrossFit, CrossFit, Mm -hmm. staying active. And I wouldn't even just say maybe CrossFit every single day, but just being active, moving Mm -hmm. my body. And that could be as simple as like, if I've been sitting most of the day and I'm not gonna be able to get to the gym, I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk around my block you know, three or four times, depending on how big your block mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. just staying active and moving. And then being present, being present is so extremely important, mm-hmm. especially I would say if you have a lot of trauma um, and you're healing in your process mm-hmm. of healing, mm-hmm. because we want to focus so much sometimes on what could have been, what was done to us, maybe mm-hmm. even the things that we did that we're not proud of in the past, mm-hmm. um, but just bringing yourself back to the present and saying, okay, look at how far I have come. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I need to be proud of that. And th- those experiences have what brought me here and that mm-hmm. I can be grateful and thankful for. So those I would say are my three biggest. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. What about one thing that you're working on or something you think would have an impact on your health, but you haven't tried implementing it yet? Um, one thing I'm working on. Oh boy, I'm just working, working. I think, <laughs> um, just continuing to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, especially in my marriage. I think mm-hmm. uh, because you know when you, it, for me personally being somebody who shoved things down for so long and held my, how I was feeling. It's very hard for me to to open up still to this day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been 28 years since my abuses came to light and it does Mm -hmm. not get easier to talk about Mm -hmm. it. So, Mm -hmm. but, um, I do know the more I do open up, the more I can be myself, the closer I feel to my husband, the closer Mm -hmm. I feel in our communication, the closer I feel to other humans around me mm-hmm. in my community that I'm not just this CrossFit coach. I want them mm-hmm. to be able to open up to me. And in order to do that, I have to be more open with everyone else. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm still working on um, and setting boundaries too. Mm-hmm. That's important. Of course. It's always a balance. All right. What does a healthy life look like to you, Haley? To me, it's just being happy, spending time with my family, um, mm-hmm doing the things that we enjoy, getting out into nature. Mm-hmm. Um, just for me, it's building something for my children so mm-hmm. they can have the best life that they work for and reach for and strive for. Mm-hmm. And just being a positive light within my community, however far that reaches, just mm-hmm. I know that I'm here for a reason and I just want to do the best I can do for anyone who's in my life or anyone I can touch. Mm -hmm. Um, and just let them know that there's hope out there if, if they are where I was or, Mm -hmm. um, even deeper in a whole, like there's, there's, there's wrong in the world and there's sadness, but Mm -hmm. there's also so much good out there Mm -hmm. too. And Mm -hmm. so many good people. So 
Oh, it's that's just, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. One thing I always like to say is, and I heard this somewhere and I can't remember where I heard it. So I'm probably ripping somebody else, but it's a lot about being, you have to find the opportunity where you've prepared yourself. So mm-hmm. you're working on yourself um, and you're setting kind of like your goals into place and then that where that opportunity comes in. Mm, so yeah. kind of knowing where those two aspects meet um, is a really good place. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just to, to go to, to yeah. kind of build off of. Yeah. So like preparing you... yourself and then also being open to other opportunities. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I would have said no to my friends who wanted me to go to that CrossFit gym with them, mm-hmm. my life could be 100% different at this point totally so just being open to those opportunities Mm -hmm. that's that's amazing yes being open just doing your thing and then the opportunities will come especially when you continue to do the right thing and yes help you know yourself and help the people around you so well thank you again for sharing your story and being so vulnerable here um and I know you've inspired me I'm sure you'll inspire a lot of other people who listen so thank you again so much for taking the time Haley thank you Julie Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you or someone you know has a story to share on a future episode of Pursuing Health, please write me at info at pursuing-health.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please also consider subscribing and giving it a five-star rating on iTunes. It really does help to get the word out to more people.